Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Hey! Welcome to another episode of Did You Get My Text? I'm Pat Oswalt. I'm Meredith Salinger. Uh, as you can tell from my voice, uh, I am froggy from my battle with COVID. However, uh, as of this recording, this morning, this one is being recorded on Friday, June 17th, and this morning, I tested negative for COVID. My seven days of isolating in place and gobbling vitamins and taking Paxlovid has paid off. So I am negative and able to travel, and I will be back home soon, and hopefully there will not be the uh, crazy viral rebound that Paxlovid gives you. Uh, that's just what I'm hoping, but I am now of the infected. I have joined <laughs> their ranks. Of, you have joined their ranks. We've been really trying hard to keep it oh my God. away over here. So far, Alice and I are still safe. Um, but yeah, the Paxlovid thing, um, I mean, there's so many things left and right and here and there about what what happens. But some people say it's the greatest thing ever if you take it within the first three days. Some people have said that there have been a few cases where there's been a rebound effect where you look like you're COVID-free, but then a couple days later you get it, it shows up again. So yeah. hopefully you'll be not one of those small, tiny, tiny percentages, right. and you'll be just fine. Well, my first two That's days- the goal. My first two days of uh, being infected with COVID was spent reading about Paxlovid, reading every um, contradictory thing about it while desperately trying to get the Paxlovid. Um, I, I don't know if I started it within the three days like I should have, but uh, you know what? I did I don't it think anyway. You did. I think you started it on the fourth day. Well, you know what? Fine. I, there was so Let's many. Just hope it works. There was so many contradictory things about it. Everything. The, the, nothing can just be. Oh, if you sit here, take the because the internet will give you a million um, other pathways into. Oh, but no. See, I had it. There's. It's all anecdotal. Um, you don't know what's anecdotal and what isn't, and it drives you insane. Nothing is. There's no truth anymore. Well, and, I think like all drugs, there's always some sort of, you know, small percentage of an yeah. issue with whatever happens. But basically, it's been helping people or they wouldn't have released it. Uh, apparently, Dr. Fauci is on Paxlovid currently because he got COVID yeah. as well. So when it's going to uh, get you at some point, but yeah. you just got to try and stay the most healthy you possibly can. And it's good that you had been um, vaccinated so your symptoms weren't weren't too uh dire it also was good that i basically i just nowadays use twitter and instagram i haven't i don't think i've been on my uh, facebook account in two years i just have forgotten about it I, I have like a fan account that is run by my tour managers just for upcoming tour dates but my personal one I oh my don't... god i've been sending letters to your tour manager telling him how much i love you <laughs> thank you um <laughs> I, I just have not been using my uh, personal one. And I feel like if I had was using it the way that I was using it pre-pandemic and writing about, oh, well, hey, I tested positive, blah, blah, there'd be a thousand 
back and forth. Oh, this thing and this. So I'm just kind of glad I'm out of that world. That that the the Facebook world. Well, is you're out sad. of the Facebook world, but you're not out of the Twitter world. Or yeah, but the Twitter the Twitter world is weirdly it's easier to just mute people that you don't care about. There's all these weird. There's one thing that's kind of cool that's happening on Twitter right now that I th- there's something so funny about it. Um, there, are, there, there's a new generation. I'm also, this sounds like I'm talking about Terminators, but there's a new generation of porn bots. It's like they've improved the porn bots where you, it used to be, they would just randomly, you know, tag you and eight other people and then just go, come, you know, look at my videos. Now they're the improved porn bots will try to take some keywords as to something, whatever you've tweeted about, like, you know, I can't wait to see the new season of Barry. And then they'll respond with, I, I like to have berries licked off my stomach. Here's my video. Like they'll try to grab one word to make it seem like it's a human being having a conversation right. with you, but it makes it sound even more robotic and weird. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's so like, guys, don't try to humanize the the porn bots unless this is the stage when the porn bots end up becoming really good and sentient, like they'll become like the Robert Patrick type of porn bots where you really can't tell the difference anymore. Um, these are like the the first generation uh, sentient porn bots, which it's just- I'm shocked at how graphic those porn bots are. Like like they're so graphic. They, they, they show little videos and they're just super gnarly, like Ugh. hardcore porn. And it's so- I mean, it's shock. We're adults, but like, dear God, it's shocking for us. But like, could you imagine a kid on it? It's just terrible. But also, doesn't like t- Twitter now has these? Are you sure you want to tweet this? You wrote the word "fuck," and these. But I guess but they're these not putting por- those words. Oh, in that's it. true. They're putting everything they're else. Just putting video. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I have something I could stuff nine kittens into, and you're like, oh, oh dear God. God. And then they cut to the video. But that watching these. Uh, the porn bot's trying to become sentient. There's something so sweet and tragic about it that I just love it. Speaking of stuffing kittens. <laughs> wow. You, Wait, I'm you sorry, you, am me... I talking to a porn bot right now? <laughs> I'm a porn Speaking bot. of stuffing um, kittens. Why, did um, I, why do I give them you, all Russian accents, by the way? <laughs> you sent me a text of a cute little video of this guy who was driving along a road in the middle of nowhere and one little kitten comes out on the road and he gets out of his car and he's like, oh my God, look at this little kitten in the middle of nowhere. I need to rescue it. And he goes to like get this one little kitten and then all of a sudden a herd of kittens come out. (laughs) Just a swarm of kittens. There's just all these tiny... And he's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? There's thousands of kittens that just came, like one little guy went out into the middle of the road yeah and and then all i we have to post that video it's the it was almost like he was seen. their he was their lookout or their point man like find someone that's not going to be a weird psycho and when you find someone then we'll all come out and hopefully we'll all get rescued like it feels like yeah, they made a you, plan together <laughs> that's what you texted me you're like he's the little point guard that comes out to he's, he's the guy. little lookout i gotta check it, it out was really cute what's going on yeah. We are anyway, away from back each other to, this whole... S- anyway, back to porn bots. So, the, <laughs> that was a weird left turn out of... We're talking about porn bots. And, oh, by the way, you sent me a cute kitten video. Yes, I did. Okay, anyway. But no, we are apart. Yeah. And there's, we got to send a lot of videos back and forth because there's nothing else to do when you're isolated. 
and you're going yeah, insane. Yeah, this summer you happened to be gone filming the whole summer in Ugh. in the heat of Savannah, Georgia. Yes. And um and Alice is off at camp and I'm, you know, sitting here with my kitten. <laughs> Addison. I'm, Addison. I'm, I'm sitting Addison. here with my kitten. Speaking of which, <laughs> my kitten. Um yeah, so it's uh this is going to be a very interesting um summer of of basically just all of us separated over the continent we'll see what what comes of it yeah i hope nothing bad well, like i i found my i found a new lover while you're gone right and that and that spending your speak pipes if you want to be my yeah. lover for the summer and, and that new lover is called <laughs> crafting on etsy um <laughs> Exactly. That new lover is, I'm going to tie-dye t-shirts while you're gone. I'm going to paint things. I have to organize my office. I'm such a diligent mom about, uh, with Alice, like cleaning up her room and getting organized. And we've spent this last week organizing her room and packing her for camp. And literally my office is overflowing and I cannot focus on cleaning my own stuff, but I'm really good at making sure she stays organized because I just don't want her to turn into me where it's like, I can't find anything. Pat and I have found a new boyfriend. Really, what's his name? Mac. Closets by Ma- design. Mac. Mac. What? Macrame. <laughs> um, Dummy. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come right back. I want to talk about um, a project I'm going to uh, finally tackle in, in this summer, which will be editing my uh, go bags and making them lighter. And, oh um, yes. And Meredith sent me a very interesting link about. 10 unusual things you need in your um, emergency kit. And we were going to go, we're going to go over these and see which one new items I will be adding. So you're not going to want to miss this next fantastic segment. So stick around. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, we are back, and look at this interesting text that I got from Meredith. She sent it from the Pocketworthy site. It's called 10 Unusual Things You Need in a Survival Kit. These must-have items you probably already have laying around the house can save your life. This is Jim. Before you start the list, yeah. before you start, right. I just want to let everyone know you have already made... A, a to-go bag for us, a safety yeah. emergency kit to-go bag, and it's about a thousand pounds, impossible <laughs> to carry. Yep. It has literally everything on the planet in it, except as I was scouring the internet, I found that website, and I don't think you have half the stuff that's in that website. Or perhaps you do. Let's go through it. Let's go through. Okay. So, um, number one, uh, binder clips. Hey, I don't have binder clips in my bag. And why does Jim Cobb say we need binder clips? Well, these are commonly used in offices. They're sort of like paper clips on steroids. 
Jim, people know what binder clips are. They come in six sizes, from half an inch wide to two inches. They're the most common are one and one-fourth inches to one and one-five-eighths inches. If you can squirrel a few away from the office manager, these clips have several uses out in the field. They work well for- Basically, a, he just said to please steal. Steal from your steal office. Steal from your office. He didn't say go buy them. No. He told you to steal them, so go on. They work well for affixing a tarp to a guy line or for building other types of shelters. They can also help secure cordage to a branch or tree. The clips will rust over time when used in damp conditions, so it's important not to leave them out for days or weeks at a time. Um, okay, uh, you know, binder clips in the in the forest. First off, that's one of the things I'm going to be editing out of this survival kit. I got very, very aspirational with the way I put these kits together. It was these kits are exist like. I've imagined our house has been wiped off the face of the earth. There is no more housing. Society has completely collapsed. We need to build shelters in the woods. There are portable tents. There's portable fire makers. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's I don't... axes. You put an axe. You put an axe well, in everybody's Well, it's a kit. multi-tool. It's a tiny hatchet with a hollow handle that has other hatchet. tools in it. Anyway, <laughs> hey, sweet, I, I said I'm going to be editing this stuff. But I went way too far into the we're going to go from we're going to be like watching Netflix and then the grid's going to go down and then we're Grizzly Adams, which I don't think that that, <laughs> that transition's not going to happen. So, but but again, binder clip, if you're going to go ahead and secure a tarp to a guy line to make a tent, get get some professional tent supplies. If you're going to already, if you already have the tarp and guy line supplies, it's assumed that you bought, the, you didn't just go buy those. You don't go to REI and get a tarp and a guy line and go, Duh, I don't don't worry about the tent pegs. I, I'm going to be stealing from my office where I work. Don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> like, no, that, that that doesn't make any sense. That's that's dumb. Sorry, my but, sorry, but, Jim. No. But if you have some of those at home, feel free to throw them into a backpack. Oh God, number two, zip ties. These are another good helper for shelter construction, albeit a bit more permanent than the binder clips. They can also be used and to- And great for murdering. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Hang on, let me just finish reading this. Because I, okay. I, just, I want to see what this guy's reasoning is for these. They can also be used to hang things in camp for the night. Remember, you're supposed to hang things so the bears don't get them. Secure items so to- so ants don't crawl on you. And ants. Secure items to your pack for safekeeping or use one to lock the zippers on your bug out bag so nobody rifles through it when you're not around. If you plan to use snares or similar types of traps- a zip tie can keep the wire securely attached to a tree or weight. They can be used to cinch pant legs to help prevent ticks too. Okay, again, Yeesh. if you already have, by the way, if, if you're uh, going to be out in the woods, anywhere on the East Coast, um, you, you uh, cinch your uh, pants legs up, the cuffs, because of uh, Lyme disease. Oh, no, everywhere. I'm going to Vermont in a couple days, well, and I know to, there's ticks out there. Go to REI and ask for some uh, uh, cuff uh, things. They'll... You just go, hey, I want to keep uh, ticks away. Can't you just wear long socks under your jeans or you have to like actually. Well, but the, but like, if, if, if the cuff is loose, they can crawl up your leg. That's how they do that. Can they get into your sock? They don't need to get into If they crawl up far enough, they just crawl up to where your skin is. Oh God, I don't want to go. I hate, yeah. I hate, I hate the idea of. And we also wear a hat kind of in the woods I because, mean, um. Because they fall out of trees. That's they really would. Oh my like, gosh. They like to fall Please. out of trees. And I've had many a tick dug out of my scalp when I was a kid. Oh, that's disgusting. Sorry. 
So um, anytime you live on the East Coast, people have to like do tick checks. So yeah. if you're staying with a friend yeah. in the middle of nowhere, like you have to like look at each other's naked bodies and tick like checks, hunt yeah. for tiny. Heck yeah. That's that's really um I don't know what to tell you. Invasive. Well, <laughs> it's really invasive. It's either that or Lyme disease. Which one do you want? Oh um, gosh. Again, if if you you he's like if you plan to use snares or similar types of traps, that is a whole level of woodcraft that if you're at that level of woodcraft, <laughs> you have the supplies to build a snare. You don't need to go, "Oh, I should also bring some zip ties with me." And again, also being out uh, in the woods and you've got a bunch of zip ties on you, that always looks creepy. Always looks creepy. Like, what if, yeah. 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 Not it good. It looks creepy, but I think it sounds useful, although you know how they always say it's impossible to get out of zip ties. So if you bring zip ties for the bottom of your pants, how are you going to get it off? You cut them off with a knife or scissors. Could... Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number three, dental floss. <laughs> Cordage is always. I think that's a great idea. Well, let me let's see what he says. Don't just agree yet. Let's see. Let's see his reasoning. <laughs> Cordage is always useful for a variety of things, and adding dental floss to the kit is a great way to extend your supply. While thin, it is very strong, and it has the bonus of an easy-to-use container with built-in cutter. Perhaps the most common suggestion is to use floss as fishing line, which will certainly work. But it can also serve as snare line, sewing thread, or even a trip wire. If you're in need of some sort of primitive a alarm system. Wire. Again, <laughs> if you are at the level where you are out there fishing and setting traps and doing, you you already have the supplies to do it. If you're, don't go out there and go, well, I read this article and I brought some dental floss, so now I'm going to build an animal snare with it. If you don't already know how to build an animal snare, then don't bring along mental, dental floss to do it. I, I bring along dental floss for hygiene, for but but don't don't bring it in for these other uses. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, well, I think that's the whole point. It's like you can use it for dental care, and you can also use it for a million other things. And it's compact and it's small, and it it could be used as thread for stitching up a wound. <laughs> uh, yeah. It could be used for a million things, and it's a small little thing you can throw in your pack, and it's useful. I think that's the point. Okay, this next one, number four, is actually useful, and he he leaves out a really good use that, that and I've I've used this before when camping. Uh, number four, trash bags. Spend the extra few dollars for the contractor grade bags as they're going to be thicker and tougher than their kitchen counterparts. Use one to keep your pack contents dry on days when the rain just won't stop. Cut a hole in the bottom and one on each side to turn it into a makeshift poncho. Fill one with pine boughs, dry grass, and leaves to have a cushion against the ground. Or Cut it all the way open and use it as a layer in the roof of your shelter to keep the rain out. Um, oh, that's yes. clever. Now, another thing you can do with a trash bag um, is... You put trash in it. You can, well, yes, exactly. Who wants, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to litter during the apocalypse. Um, you take a trash bag in the, in the woods, you fill it with water, you hang it up, you, you cinch it closed, the whole thing is filled with water, then you quickly punch a bunch of holes in it and it's a shower you can use it as a shower when you're out there which is look at nice. you bear grills um <laughs> is his name bear grillis or bear grills i don't know that's a good question he's either grills I just or think it's hilarious that somebody in our audience is listening to this podcast and like taking camping tip advice from us when there's uh, like a billion w- there's um, so many that are probably like we survival. are not giving you <laughs> camping tips we are we are just we are we are snarkily judging Another man's uh, hard work here. That's all we're doing. That's okay. all we're good for. This, okay, I'm sorry. This one is stupid. Um, sorry. Number five, pencil sharpener. 
In the wild, you need to conserve your resources. This extends to the wear and tear on your gear. Every time you use your knife, the edge is dulled to some degree. Anything you can do to conserve that edge is beneficial. For example, rather than chopping branches for the fire, wedge them between two trees and snap them. A pencil sharpener makes wonderful shavings for tinder without dulling your knife and adds almost nothing to the weight of your pocket or pack. I, I can mean, I chime in on that one? Yeah. I just feel like I understand getting tinder. I understand making those little shavings. But you got to find a stick that can fit into a pencil sharpener. Some that It's got to be a certain size. Anything bigger than that size isn't going to fit in to be exactly. able to use shavings that's, for. That's exactly so like, well, that's a pretty small stick you got to find. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, unless you find the right stick. That's, and also, nothing is going to go dull quicker than the blade in a friggin' pencil sharpener. That, that thing <laughs> is not going to last but out in the wild. They did Stupid. say... One of the things, and I, I did read the list, and I think you're going to come to it, but I just want to point out one of the things they did say to bring is a pencil well, instead of a pen. Okay. Um, because they said, um, you'll get to it and you'll read the thing, but it was like uh, the ink won't get too cold or dry out or this. You can always use a pencil. So if you bring a pencil sharpener, you can always just But just use write. it for the pencil then. Don't use it to cut up kindling, for God's sakes. Don't use it to cut up logs to build your cabin. Um, <laughs> a pencil right. sharpener to cut a plug. Number six, deck of cards. Not everything in your kit needs to have a pure survival purpose. Cards are a great way to occupy your time, whether playing solitaire by yourself. Well, solitaire by yourself is redundant. You don't need to say it's just playing solitaire. Or poker with the others in your group. Of course, there are a number of specialized decks on the market that can contribute more than just gameplay. A simple search online will find decks devoted to wild edibles. I have one of those. Knots, animal tracks, and similar topics. These decks can then serve the dual purpose of educating and entertaining. Oh, I know all about wild edibles. Boom. Uh, number Boom. seven, as you were saying, notepad and pencil. These allow you to make notes, really, such as your observations or thoughts while on the trail. Day seven, lost my shit. They also give you the ability <laughs> to leave a message for someone or draw a map as you move, helping to prevent wrong turns on your way back. Go for a pencil over a pen as it'll be less affected by temperature and weather conditions. You can easily sharpen it with a pencil sharpener you've already added See? to your kit. You might consider springing for a right-in-the-rain notepad as they hold up far better than standard paper pads. All right. Hmm. Number eight, sewing kit. Small tear in your clothes, coat, or tent isn't going to stay small when you're on the move. Make repairs as soon as you can before the damage gets worse. A small sewing kit like the one sold for travelers is a great addition to your kit. If you run out of thread, you can use some of the dental floss mentioned See, earlier. there you go. No, you can't. You sure you can. You don't need to be a true seamstress to use a needle and thread, though a little practice at home can help you learn the basics before you truly need to know what you're doing. Yeah, sewing kit, but just use the sewing kit. Number nine, I totally agree with this, and this is something that I completely didn't add to our kits, and, the, and each kit's going to get two rolls of this. Duct tape! This might be the heaviest item on the list, but in some instances, it'll be worth its weight in gold. Yes, it is. You can cut the weight by rolling it onto a pencil or something. So no! Rather than packing no. the whole roll you purchased at the store. What? The, what? Use this to patch a hole in your pack or even your pants until you have time to sew them properly. You can also use it to repair a cracked water bottle. Attach a ferros attach a ferrocerium rod to your knife sheath if it doesn't have a loop built into it. Speaking of which, 
Duct tape happens to be very flammable, so you could even use it for Tinder. And then number 10. I didn't know that. I didn't know duct tape was flammable. Mm-hmm. You know what else is really, really flammable in the woods? Wood? Two, two, well, it, well, yeah, obviously wood. Uh, two, two things that are very um, flammable, weirdly enough, uh, is uh, dryer lint, great kindling, and um, Doritos. Are, are, do you find a lot of dryer lint in the woods? Uh, it's good to keep with you as, as quick t- kindling or tinder to light So you stuff. should also pack a Ziploc full of dryer lint. Full of dryer lint, yeah. Is what you're saying. I guess. <laughs> Number 10, morale. That's not on the list. No. Patton, you could have rewritten this list and added that. Mine would have been just as dopey as his. Number 10, this is really weird. Morale booster. This is the most subjective, subjective one on our list. Survival is as much mental as it is physical. Depending on what's happening, you may want or need a little encouragement, something that will keep you moving forward instead of giving up. This could be a photo of your spouse and children or perhaps a pocket-sized version of your chosen religious text. Anything that might bring a positive or more determined outlook will be welcome if you find yourself in a survival situation. Well, those are all great things, but the number one thing on that list Mm -hmm. that I would need is glasses. Yeah. Because if I can't read the directions on any of those things or see what I'm doing, I think pe- the one thing people might forget, actually, make sure you have a pair of reading glasses if you need reading glasses. I have there. so many spare pairs of glasses, and there are two pairs that I bought um, that are really, I, I brought them with us when we went to Amangiri. Big, durable, thick plastic, like goggles, but they're my prescription. And um, Oh, that's so smart. Just to have, I, I went to the um, optometrist and had them made. Um, you can like drop them, throw them, they don't break and, but it's my prescription and I just keep those in the, um, in the go bags. Well, that is a smart one. I think some of those things, um, were smart. I think dental mm-hmm. floss for sure. Uh-huh. You and I disagree about the dental floss. I could um, not but... disagree harder about the dental floss. <laughs> um, those were all really great tips. Let's, uh, take a break and we'll come back with more fabulous and interesting things to say. Well, all right. We're back. Um, Patton, I think we talked about last week or the week before about how my mom had sent me my grandmother's 100-year-old dishes and that they arrived broken. Oh, yeah. And she was like, you've got to save all the boxes. You've got to save everything so that UPS can give us our thing back. Anyway, so she, I guess she spoke to UPS and they were like, first of all, my mom's 78 years old. Right. She got insurance. Just Take a picture, send it to you, and give her the money back. You're making this woman jump through hoops. It's driving me crazy. And I think these companies do it on purpose to, like, make you just give up and be like, fuck it. I'll just let you keep oh, my yeah, money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's their do. function. So anyway, that is their function. Uh, that's customer services function, to be as difficult as possible. So you yeah. just give up and let, like, I you can't. know, all that stuff. I just can't. Anyway, so she'd gone through this whole thing. She said, I had to keep the dishes. I had to keep the boxes. da 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 da, da. She organized for UPS to come pick everything up. Mm-hmm. They... Every day they like missed picking it up. I had to be home for them to pick up the box. They finally got the box, blah, blah, blah. That was a while ago. Then yesterday, uh, UPS had delivered some packages, you know, some from Amazon, typical stuff, stuff for Alice's camp, blah, blah, blah. And there was a huge box. And I opened it up and it was another box of dishes that my mom had sent. And I opened the box up and I'm like, 
now I'm upset. Now I'm like, Alice, you need to film me because it seems to me like all these are going to be broken. So as I'm opening up the box, mm-hmm. I see this thing of dishes in there. I'm thinking to myself, my mom forgot about a box that she sent me. It was like delayed in shipping and it finally arrived. So I'm opening the box. I open them. It's crumbled dishes. Like she videotaped the whole thing. I'm like, motherfucker, these are all broken again. <laughs> right. I'm like freaking out and so pissed. And I'm like, mom, you mu- the, finally the last box you sent arrived and those are all broken. I'm such an idiot. It was the, it was the box of broken dishes that we had, that UPS had picked up to determine if they could give my mom her refund back and they just sent it back to me. So it was the box that I had already sent them full of, so I was on, so I was like freaking out over broken dishes that had already been broken. Oh boy. But it just reminded me of, I was just, I was so upset about it, but it reminded me of these two other times when I was completely gullible and had the same reaction the first time to the thing that happened. One right. of them was, I was at, in college, we were watching some football game, and all my friends and everybody, we were all standing watching this game, and there was this amazing touchdown, right. like incredible touchdown, like holy shit, wow, that was incredible. Yeah. And then I got up to like go into the kitchen to get a drink or whatever I did, and I came back, and I, I'm watching the TV again, and another incredible touchdown, like holy oh, shit, boy. I go, oh my God, I he know did what it this again? is. <laughs> it was a instant replay uh, yes okay and go. all my friends who were sitting there watching like looked at me like <sighs> meredith really oh boy and it was it was just an instant replay and then the last of these genuine reactions to the to the stupidest thing my friend and i had taken her husband to the airport did i already tell you this story i be- yes oh kobe's my husband my yeah my we took my my friend's husband to the airport they park outside their house we my friend Ever and I drove Kobe to the airport, and on the way back home, we're pulling up to her house. I see Kobe's car in front of the house, and I literally go, oh, my God, Kobe's home, oh my God. <laughs> after I dropped him off at yeah. the airport. Oh, my brain. When you anyway, have I just brain, thought I would yeah, tell you that funny every story. Every now and then, every pun has these amazing brain moments. Even when you're young and sharp, where you're just like, wow, what the, what what, what misfiring neurons were going <laughs> on that that, that that just happened? Oh, good I Lord. know. Um, wow. Well, um, not that this has anything to do with what you just talked about. That was fascinating. Well, that was just an aside. I just thought you would right. laugh at me that I literally opened up a package that I had already sent off. <laughs> um, I found this really funny list on Reddit. Um, and I really, it's, it's genuinely funny. And it also was like, oh, yeah, this is actually true. And I've talked about this in, in other contexts, but I love this. It's a list of 25 Perfectly normal things that look very suspicious at night. So these are very oh. normal things that at night suddenly look suspicious. And we'll go through the list and maybe add a couple of our own. Who knows? Hmm. Number one. Let's hear it. M- moving rugs into a van. During the daytime, oh, totally cool. At night, a little, I don't know. Yeah, don't do that at night. That's so suspicious. All right, well, this this Everybody's second. dead husband or dead wife is rolled up into a rug all right this this next one's stupid there's someone being sunbathing haha get it i I watch a lot of dateline sorry guys yeah yeah (laughs) go ahead this next one sunbathing but they're just making a joke okay whatever fine uh cleaning the windows of the girl's dorm okay Uh, again trying to be a joke there come on yeah the first one was great oh my god i should have vetted this list i bet this list is gonna suck 
Is it a stupid list? Let's well, I don't know. The, the first one was good. That was, uh, look, mo- that was, during the day, you see that all the time, but at night you're like, ooh. Uh, digging a deep hole even in the ground. Even during the day, even during the day, rug, rug it does look is suspicious In fact, <laughs> I would think rug move, putting rugs into a van is even more suspicious during the day because a murderer would go, well, I can't do this at night. It puts, But if I do it like right in broad daylight, people will go, well, there's no way he murdered someone. He's doing right. it right. Like, I'll hide in plain sight. Is it oh. more suspicious during the day then? Knowing what yeah, everyone now knows about murder because so rugs. many people... So many people watch, as you said, they all watch Dateline. They know what not to do, so do you do the opposite? Mm, good question, good question. All right, uh, this next one, digging a deep hole in the ground. Yes, very yeah, suspicious Yeah, nobody should at do night. that at night. No, don't need to do that at but night. But a lot of people do. A lot of people do, but yeah. those are murderers. Go on. They're murderers. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I, this person posted, I tend to be nocturnal. And I also love to garden. This often means I forget to water until 2 a.m. I let my neighbors know that I might be out there watering in the middle of the night because they are elderly and I don't want to give anyone a heart attack. Yeah, that would look. There are people that, there are gardeners that say you should water at night because then the little beads don't get on the petals or the uh, uh, leaves. It doesn't evaporate as quickly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I would guess at night someone out there gardening would look a little weird. Look a little weird. Yeah, that looks weird. Do they not have a sprinkler system? But also- I had a neighbor in Los Feliz that would garden at night. He would go out and do all his gardening at nighttime. I remember that very specifically. But he was a, he was a nice guy. They do say to water at night when it won't evaporate right right away. Hmm. Is that was that what Michael Stipe was trying to say in REM's first single? Is that what they what were was trying? that gardening at night? The name of his. Single is called Gardening at the, Night. The name of R.E.M.'s first single, if I'm not mistaken, from their uh, uh, EP before uh, Murmur is called Gardening at Night. Hmm, I didn't know oh. that. We should interview him about why. Yeah, I'll call him up. Hey, Michael. Um, <laughs> this next one, parking in the middle of an empty parking lot in the dark. I've done this so many times on long road trips, and 50% of the time a cop or local will knock on my window. So now I have tape and a laminated piece of paper in my car that says, I am not, colon, a drug dealer or buyer, a burglar watching a store, homeless, high, or drunk. Um, I'm just sleeping. Leave me alone. I'm on a long road trip. I drove, I drove cross country in 1992, and I pulled over into many a rest stop to sleep the night because they didn't have money for a hotel, uh, and I also slept in some parking lots. And But back then, I wasn't really bothered. No one bugged me, so. I, I would say... Uh, and not to be sexist or anything like that, but just to be practical and obvious, uh, not a lot of women women would ever do that. They pull over in a rest stop alone right. in a parking lot right. in their car by themselves. It's not safe. It's dangerous and scary, and the idea of it terrifies me. Yeah. Uh, taking a suitcase to the trash. Taking a suitcase to the trash. Yeah. Yep. Anytime. Oh, at night for sure. Huh. Yes. Suspicious. All these are really centered around murder. Oh, well, I guess well, that's that's, yeah, that would be the only thing. Um, I'm, I'm swinging. Some of these are like, oh, a kid swinging on a swing at a playground singing a nursery rhyme. Okay, that's just a scary movie <laughs> creepy. Like, that is obviously uh, like, from a murder movie. Yep. A scary horror film. But any time a little kid whispers or sings or says a name like, Alexander. Right. Like if you yeah. sing someone's name, it's the most terrifying thing in the world. A little kid in a window. Alexander. Well, that, that's that's <laughs> the so new scary. trope now for horror movie um, 
uh, trailers is to have the little kids singing like a pop song, but really slow and really ominous and creepy. That's like a or like, big trope. Ring around the rosy, right. but, that kind but of thing. not a song that's scary. Like a song that is just normal, but they make it sound scary. Yeah, but every children's nursery rhyme, if you sing it slow and alone. Yes, exactly. You know, no, I'm not talking about nursery rhymes. I'm talking about pop songs, a recognizable yeah. pop song, and they'll do it like. Uh, there it was. There was one Dirty horror Diana. movie. <laughs> no, no, there was one horror movie that, that used "Sweet Child of Mine" like really slow, and it was like, oh, oh boy, yeah, that's pretty yikes. creepy. All right, uh, washing your car at night seems creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Washing off evidence. Yep. Um. Yeah. This. Oh, this list is lame. Let's hear it. Let's hear the lame ones. They're, these people are trying to be funny. Playing tag or paintball. Going to the bank. Laughing. Who goes to... I don't know. That's the... That, that, that doesn't, Banks aren't even open at night. Laughing hysterically after watching a funny video. Bonus points if you're at a park. The idea that you can't easily be seen looking at your phone is what might be weird. Oh, God. Checking the mailbox. I don't know if that, that's that weird. Cleaning the swimming pool. Okay, parking a U-Haul van in front of the Russian embassy and walking away. Okay, yeah, they're okay, just trying to be funny. Now, however, um, that, okay, you know what? That list fizzled, but I did find <laughs> it fizzled. Is, I tried. There's a lot of suspicious activity. There you go. And if it happens at night, it seems more suspicious. And that's, what, that's the takeaway. Actually, the bottom line is uh, I, we could have done that with three examples instead of 25. <laughs> I yeah. did find this really. You know, a lot of that is clickbait. All these, a lot of these I things know. are like, or it. you know, it's the life hacks and those kind of things. But people do click on those things. So uh, here is a little life hack that I found that I might share with the parent group, our little group of parents. Um, tell your daughters if someone is coming at you in a threatening, kidnapping vibe, pull out your phone and say Facebook Live. And there's a good chance they'll walk away. Since it's live streaming, Smart. you don't have to actually fidget to get. Facebook Live up and streaming. Just say that you are. Uh, please do if you're capable. Save my 38-year-old cousin from getting kidnapped while out walking her dog. She learned it from a 14-year-old girl, friends with her parents, who was also almost kidnapped. Take out your phone, say Facebook Live or live streaming or whatever. Um, That's so smart. Yeah. Love that one. So I will share that with the parents. Good life hacks. Hey, kids, don't wash your car at night and uh, always yell out Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you're going to roll up a rug, put do it. And when it, really whenever you want because it's always suspicious. <laughs> Although it would be funny if, if a, a kid like pulled out and said, Facebook Live, and then the, the person coming at them was like, oh, I'm also live streaming this. I have a live streaming murder thing that I do. So that's, that's what's, can I, can you tag me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Very, very funny. Now it's time for Did You Get Our Picks? Yeah, tell you what we like, what we really, really like. Yeah, tell me what you like, what you really, really like. <laughs> Hey guys, um, this you could almost say this is a patents pick, but this is not a thing that I have watched yet. But I just now today learned about it, and I could not be more intrigued because it involves a friend of mine. I had no idea that he did this. My friend Vernon Chapman, who uh, co-created Wonder Shosen for MTV2, Xavier Renegade Angel, um, also was a producer of South Park and um, created The Heart She Holler, which I starred in for Adult Swim. Just a, a, an incredibly creative um, comedian, writer, director, all things. Well, there is a little um, 
uh, group called AGFA, A-G-F-A, American Genre Film Archive, and they find weird local films, low-budget films. I've done a couple of screenings of their stuff at the uh, Cinema Draft House uh, in Northern Virginia and in Austin. Well, they are putting out a movie called Final Flesh. I want to read you the description of this movie. Um, and remember how I mentioned Vernon Chapman earlier. Okay. Final Flesh is unlike anything you've ever seen on Earth or other places. In the early 2000s, Vernon Chapman, who, as I said, has all those credits, also co-founded the PFFR Art Collective, wrote a four-part screenplay about a family who lives adjacent to the ground zero of a thermonuclear disaster. Instead of sharing the finished script with Hollywood, Chapman sent each part to four different companies that specialize in custom adult fetish videos. There are companies out there that whatever thing you script, any sexual thing, fetish thing that you script, they will then produce it for a fee. It's like the, um, back in the 60s, you could send in your poem and have it set to song. Well, now, if you have a um, certain kink that you want to see filmed, they have a group of directors and actors who will do it, and it's it, it belongs to you. So he took his script, broke it into four parts, and sent each part to one of these, and, and sent it as if, this is my weird fetish. I want a short film about people surviving a nuclear disaster. This is my sexual fetish. So, um... Uh, he sent the same topic to four different people. He wrote a whole. Different... He wrote a whole script, a a a full feature, broke oh. it into four parts. So Act One, I he see. sent to one company. Act Two, um, Final Foot and um, Chapman sent each part to four different companies that specialize in custom adult fetish videos, and Final Flesh was born like the custom song poem craze of the seventies. This metaphysical brain stabber is an outside miracle of biblical proportions filled with nudity, brilliant sight gags, rubber monster masks, inventive toilet humor, and no sex. This is a surrealist, a surrealist spectacle of the highest order. So they're putting this out uh, soon, I guess. I'm going to go and uh, pre-order this immediately. That is such... Well, what's the fetish? What's the, no, 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 what's the, the topic of the fetish? The fetish is, for each one that he sent it to, what he said was... Could you shoot this short film? My fetish is I want to see people, my sexual fetish is people struggling to survive in the nuclear You have to shoot the script that I wrote. Oh, that's the fetish. You got to do the dialogue. Oh. You can make it sexy if you want to. And so it's oh. four, it's a narrative film, but it's done by four different groups of people where you follow this story through. And oh, okay. um, I cannot wait to see this. That is such a cool idea. Is this supposed to be like a, a main, like, me- Normal people are going to see this, or is this like a niche thing that? Oh, it's a total niche. I mean, it's a niche thing that Agfa is putting out. The American Genre Film Archive. They are a them and Vinegar Syndrome, who I almost did a show with. They find weird, obscure, fringe films and uh, put them out. And I cannot wait to see this. This is a such a brilliant idea. Write a straight ahead, straight up uh, drama about people trying to survive a nuclear holocaust. Send it out. Send it out in four different parts to four different. I love that. I think that's so interesting to see the specialist. Um, yeah, and see what happens. That's fascinating. But then also keep in mind each of them in interpreting it in their minds are going. Well, we have to make this sexual. This this is a sexual fetish. So there's going to be a, a weird current of sexuality through this that doesn't need to be there, but maybe it ends up working. Oh my god, that's so strange and interesting. I used to think it would be great. 
um, to film a movie and then have voice actors redo the entire movie um, just with a different, like, put a different voice for the character, like, make it a little strange. I don't know. I thought it would be weird to you mean like what's up redub an entire like, movie. Just You mean like What's Up, Tiger Lily? Uh, I don't know. I didn't was, see What's Up, uh, Woody Allen's first movie, he found there was a... a um, I believe a Japanese spy film, and he just recut it and redubbed voices over it and made it into a comedy. It's called What's oh, Up, Tiger yeah, Lily. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's interesting. I've never seen that. Is that a good movie? Oh, it's it's fascinating. It sounds- yeah, it's really cool. Oh, you have to show me that. You you always show me like the most obscure, interesting films that you. We should watch that. Yeah, that was that was his first movie. Um, that was Woody Allen's first movie. What's Up, Tiger Lily? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's really funny. Um, huh. Okay, so that's kind of a combination pick, but it's more of a Patton wants it. Uh, I've already pre-ordered it. I can't wait for it to come. I can't wait to... I, the trailer alone looks bonkers. So um, I'm very, very excited. And now, of course, my brain is is roiling like, is there a way to pull off something like that, but in a different medium? I don't know how, but that is such a genius idea. It's a good That's these, a great idea. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah, go to these specialty and then you, um, filmmakers. That's a great idea. Yeah. Or every scene, <laughs> you could do a movie, one person directs it, but then you just have different actors playing the same character, but like in different segments. Like the first 10 minutes is with one group of actors, the next 10 minutes is with another group of actors. It's sort of like what Jason Reitman did when he did the home. The Princess Bride home movie, where he took the movie of The Princess Bride yeah. and he recast the whole movie. There were like five people who played Inigo Montoya. There are five Buttercups. There are five Wesleys. And you go through the whole movie um, and different characters. are. Pl- I love that idea. That's interesting, too, and funny and unique and strange and awesome. Uh, my mind is reeling right now. I'm trying to think of something along those lines. Um, yeah, so, so uh, Final Flesh... It cannot come to me soon enough. I must have this film. I must see it. Final Flesh. It has been pre-ordered. It is coming from Agfa. I cannot wait to see this. Um, I'm going to go snuggle my kitten, and um, we will have more funny, fabulous things to talk about next week. So tune in to Did You Get My Text with (laughs) Meredith and Patton. Okay, have a great, great, great week. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Starburns Audio, a podcast network.